sisters, listen closely. Finding out he's the one can sometimes feel like traveling through a desert of uncertainty. I mean, every time you feel like you've reached an oasis, it ends up being a mirage. As your resident sister and friend, here are five common red flags that you need to steer clear away from. First up, if he's asking for your phone number straight off the bat, but not your dad's, well, that's a major red flag waving in your face. Next, if he's hitting you up with texts and calls late at night, you better believe he's not serious and chances are he won't respect your boundaries. Watch out for those put down disguised as sarcastic banters. You know, the ones that make you the butt of the joke. It's time to show him the door. And oh, if he's more interested in hearing himself talk than listening to what you have to say, girl, that's a sign you need to run in the opposite direction. And let's not forget the classic line, my ex was crazy. Yeah, right. If he's mouth-mouthing his ex left and right, chances are he's the one with the issues. And those are just the obvious red flags. Let's help you uncover what's really hiding underneath the surface with Vibe Check, the ultimate prompt card game for meaningful connections. Crafted with deep respect for Islamic traditions, Vitech goes beyond the surface, allowing you to discover the essence of your potential life partner's faith, character, and aspirations. With eight thoughtfully crafted categories and 135 thought-provoking questions, Vitech ensures a comprehensive understanding of your potential spouse, from values and ambitions to personal quirks and preferences. I mean, skip the surface-level discussions and dive straight into what truly matters. Visit our website, www.thedigitalstory.com now and take the first step towards finding your righteous partner. Your journey to marital bliss begins here. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's your girl, Adar, and you're listening to the Digital Sisterhood Podcast. So this episode, we're going to kind of, uh, we're going to read some of the messages. Alhamdulillah, we got a lot of messages from women all over the world. Jazakallah khair, barakallah feek. It was so beautiful to read all of them. And it was so insightful and so touching. And so we can't wait for you guys to hear. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll read the first email we got. The message, the first advice we got for that sister that asked about where do you begin? You know, where does it begin? Her name is Valvala. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correct. And if I am, if I'm not, sister, I'm so sorry. Um, her name and she's, she's listening from. I know I am. I'm so yeah. sorry. Um, <laughs> she's listening from all the way from Norway. And she says, my path to the dean began with curiosity and reflection on the meaning or the purpose of life at the age of 13. I did not get the answers to my essential questions from the people around me and therefore started seeking knowledge about the dean on my own from YouTube, Google, which I would know now not to recommend. I would recommend starting going to the message or attending classes. First of all, I would, I would encourage for sisters to learn Arabic and to memorize the Quran. This will open and make the path to seek knowledge easier. Secondly, learn about the fundamentals in your faith, aqidah, this will be the root of the knowledge tree and it will grow as you learn more, inshallah. What do you think of that advice? Absolutely. Roots, start with your roots. Um, I think uh, 
fundamentals, like, you know, when they talk, people are talking about learning aqidah, uh, which essentially, if you were to simplify, is just build that connection with Allah. Everything starts with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you're walking in your day, how much are you engaging in your mind with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That's, I think that's God consciousness that we talk about all the time. Like we talk about taqwa, you know, anything you have, even if you're not doing huge, like, you know, mon you don't got to do monumental shifts to your life. You just got to do like that, that, that small mental, mental, um, acknowledgement of Allah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And something I also, um, I like that the sister said, um, was that it's important to, you know, be a little bit, uh, worrisome about where you seek your knowledge, um, when she said, you know, I wouldn't recommend Google or, you know, YouTube. And I completely agree with that because where you learn your knowledge is who and who you take from fundamentally affects the way that you practice your religion. Now, if you were to listen and learn from somebody who was teaching it incorrectly, then you would be learning and practicing it incorrectly. And so we kind of have to have this like defensive uh, demeanor about where you seek, just like university. Right. Um, if you're defending right. a thesis, or if you're defending an article, you're going to come with academic sources because it's important to integrity of the material that you're writing and defending. Islam is the same way requires, you know, um, integrity. So where you're learning is so important um, and where you're seeking. That. So um, I, I remember when I started to, you know, uh, learn about my religion, I, I went the first place I went to not because I understood the integrity part, but because. I, I had met women that went to the masjid, so they took me with them. Um, and so I was learning from credible and reliable sources um, that had the backing and the credentials to teach Islam. And so uh, what I was yeah. learning and ingesting, and obviously when you're, when you're learning something new, you're like a sponge, kind of like a kid. So you really take on everything that's being said and you're really trying to understand it. So you have to be very cautious of what you take in. Um, because uh, let me tell you something. If you and this happened to me, okay, when you learn something incorrect, like if you learn something that is not right, correcting it later is very difficult. Yeah. Well, like yeah, because absolutely. you become because we're creatures of habit, right? And if you notice, our religion is a lot of repetition, right? How you pray salah, right? And you pray five times yeah. a day. If you are praying something incorrectly, it's gonna it's gonna be hard for you to learn what you learned, right? Um, so it's so, and it happened to me, wallahi, when it happened to me where I learned something and I didn't know it was wrong and then somebody corrected yeah. me and bro, I spent like two months trying to correct it because it was hard, but my brain was a creature of habit. Like I, I, it was part of my, you know, memory. Like I couldn't, you know, it was really hard, but I, alhamdulillah I did. But I, that's why I say in the beginning, when you're learning your religion, be very worrisome of who you take it from. So if you're learning something, Ask about who the teacher is. Ask um, where their credentials are. Not like don't be too much about it, but just do your homework and research, just like you would in any academic setting or any workplace. You're gonna make sure you know who you're learning from and who you're taking from orders, um, and uh, like anything like that in life. So I definitely agree with the sister from Norway. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I wanna add, I would, uh, the, the other thing I wanna add is um, always ask for the delete. Mm. I I used to teach kids. I taught. Um, what exactly is delete? Like, uh, What's delete? Dalil, Dalil means the evidence, okay? Mm -hmm. um, so the first thing that I taught them is where do we get our knowledge of Allah, who Allah is? Where do we get our knowledge? What are the, our sources of the religion? Mm -hmm. And that is the Quran and the, the, the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So the book of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala, the words of Allah and the words of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the actions of the Prophet, peace be upon him. And so um, that's where we get it from. So when someone is teaching you something, you have every right to ask, where did you get that from? 
Um, what is the evidence for it? Not not as a form of disrespect, and don't ever take it as a dis as disrespect. Um, it is about okay, if I'm gonna believe it, and later on I'm gonna teach it in my life to my say my children, my friends. I need to know where the source is, where this thing is. Anybody who's coming in for the first time, um, you haven't grown up learning about the deen. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of cultural knowledge that gets mixed with the deen mm -hmm. and people don't even notice. People don't even know. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Point of it is just is to learn from the correct people. That's it. Make sure you whoever you're learning from is licensed. <laughs> would you go to uh like would you go to a, a non licensed doctor? No, right? Because that's your life, right? And and this is your this is your dean. So and you have to do it with caution. And uh, and yeah, and, and and I think that's what we're that, that's the point of all of this is. And okay, so our next listener is from all the way Toronto, my hometown. Um, and she says, my name is Ijabo, and I'm listening from Toronto, Canada. What mainly helped me get close to my dean was listening to Islamic lectures on YouTube and sharing them with my friends. I've subscribed to channels like The Merciful Servant, Islamic Guidance, The Prophet's Path, and etc. And I had post notifications on so I wouldn't miss a video. I learned so much about my dean, my, uh, the Prophet and my Lord during that time. And those lectures really made me realize how beautiful Islam is. I would also listen to the Quran every morning before school while eating my breakfast and would read, would read the meaning alongside it. This increases my love for the Quran and protected me for the day from the day and it kept me firm. Those two actions really helped me and I highly recommend everyone who's looking to get closer to their deen to do these two things. Seek knowledge and recite the Quran. Barakallah feek. Thank you for doing this. Love that. I love that advice. Jazakallah khair Java. Um, and you know the, the part that I love that she said, because this is something I did too, was um, reading uh, the Quran, the translation alongside it. I used to do that. like that's Because, you know, when you're reading the Quran, um, you, if you don't have the fahim, it's really hard for it to penetrate you, like for you to understand, right? And so uh, I would I would put the translations. I would get a really nice, first of all, I would recommend Sahih International Translation because I feel like they're the most clear. Um, you can get those books in Islam, any Islamic uh, bookstore. So if you're interested in doing that, do they do they use the thou and thou? Yeah, they don't. That language? that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm okay, avoiding good. the thou and the art in the Shakespeare's English because that just confuses <laughs> man. That confuses my art. Oh, where thou? Like, I I I don't want to go back to Grey Night English. You know what I'm saying? So especially not learning about my religion, I'm not going back to Grey Night English. So if you're interested in learning the Quran, I would recommend. And just as a sister who also um, sent that uh, message, I would get Sahih International. It's like an English translation book. They speak in plain and straightforward English. And you can find it at any Islamic bookstore. You can find it online as well. Um, it's just Islamic Quran translations. And the publication is called Sihih International. So, yeah, Sihih International. If you don't, if you want the spelling, just uh, message CDS and I'll tell you how to spell it. And then, and the Quran, and you read it chapter to chapter. And you, you start to understand um, a little bit about what, the uh, the eyes are saying and it's nice it's really really nice and I definitely would recommend somebody who's starting off to start doing that inshallah um, also she mentioned about lectures which is really nice because everyone starts listening to lectures I my my OG OG my two OG people I used to listen to in the beginning of my journey was Umar Sulaiman 
Shout out to Sheikh. <laughs> Shout out to Sheikh. Um, and Mufti Mink. Okay, first of all, Mufti Mink is the OG OG. You know what I'm saying? And I, everybody, and the thing is, I feel like they're so special because I feel like they were part of anybody's journey in the beginning. You know, they're like, it's kind of like your first kindergarten teachers. You know what I mean? The kindergarten teachers are not similar to your high school teachers or university teachers, right? They they tell things very simple. They 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 boost your iman. They they explain things in a language you understand, and they get you to the next teacher. And I always say like they're so blessed in that way because they attract so many people, and they're and they inspire us to keep learning. Wallahi. And so for anybody that dogs on them, we have beef. Don't don't talk about Mufti Booker, Sheikh Suleiman, because they're doing what they need to do to get people to get what they need to get to. So honestly, sure. I love I love how they talk about it in practicality. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's like people who want to get closer to Allah. There's different places that you're coming from. Yeah. Some people like they've never learned. They never had the opportunity to be in what we Somalis call duksi, mm-hmm. but like you know schools, you know Sunday school or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they never really got to engage with any of that, so they're learning everything from scratch from the get go, mm-hmm. right? And then there's people who have they've always been in the masjid. But like nobody ever took time to actually say, hey, do you understand what you are learning? Mm. Like, you know, they were just kind of as you went along, you were just kind of expected to know. Right. And then there's people who are they studied it, they pursued it, but like looking at it on as a, in a new lens. Mm. Right. So this episode, like back to basics, what I what I what we are hoping mm-hmm. to do is because we are human beings who are afraid and forgetful, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. We can learn something, but if we don't upkeep it and we don't go back to it, we, we will forget it. Mm-hmm. We'll be gone. Like, there's some knowledge that you may think, oh, I learned this and I know it's ingrained. But then after a while, you need to go back and revisit it. Yep. So back to basics is, is, is that kind of what I'm hoping for that we get out of it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and just practical. To, to do that, yeah. And practical yeah, steps, bro. Very practical. It's just Life. A, very practical, very simple. And and the thing is for me, I, I can't talk about Munabam. For me, bro, I was learning my religion at an, early, at an older age. So for me, like, it was very simple. Go For me, it was like, go to the masjid where the people of knowledge are. Learn, uh, learn as much as you can. Keep go there often because you can't go there and then disappear. Because you know what I mean. Like you want to you want to constantly be in an environment where you're constantly learning. And then I would l- l- take the kitab and I would read the translation side by side. And then I would sign up for teachers. Okay, next is to learn to read because I didn't know how to read, right? And I knew Im- reading is important. So reading and like understanding is so important. So I joined schools like Al-Huda, you know, where they made sure that you had the reading down and you had the fahim down. It's kind of like school, right? In kindergarten, you're learning about comprehension and reading and um, language vocabulary. So it's like the same. You, you're recognizing that, okay, you got to really immerse yourself and, 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 and remember that you're learning a whole new other language um, and a whole new world, and that's okay, and, and it's okay not to know anything. We're not in the, don't, be, don't feel ashamed. Don't feel low. Don't feel like, oh, my God, I'm so late in the game. Don't feel that way. Don't ever feel that way. You know what I'm saying? It's never too late to start. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and uh, yeah, so and that was how I kept it basic. And then as you get older, you start to get comfortable. You start to know. And then you just elevate. You start to, to you know, challenging the thought that you go. It's just like, you know, it's part of the journey of learning. And then uh, you, you go to teacher to teacher to teacher to teacher. And then, you know what I mean? And then it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a by the way, it's a long-term journey, okay? You never stop learning. Okay, it's not you learning, you stop. There's no like graduate graduation point. You, you, Islam is being a life learner. Being a Muslim is being about being a life learner, and being a learner forever. Um, and so Let being comfortable. You, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Okay, so when you came, uh, let's see, 
I'm trying to remember like your story, the wallflower, how it went. Oh, when you came back, you know, some people are like shy. They're mm. like, okay, I want to learn pref. Like, <laughs> I'm mm. gonna be in the in the prefer. Like, you know, I'm gonna go to the masjid. Very, right? I want to learn about it. But also, like, how do I? Start? How do I do like, it? How do I get over? How do I get over this hump of like it's too late for me? You know, it's funny. I think it was a mixture of that, and also I didn't know anybody. So I didn't have friends like that. Because, you know, you, you, the friends that you do have all, all, aren't also on your journey, right? So that's there. And then you lose your comfort zone too, right? Because it's like, okay, I'm going to come to the Miskin girl and, like, talk to the people there. And they're probably going to think I'm, like, you know, as I was thinking about it, they're going to think I'm strange. They're going to think where I come from. Um, I'm going to feel alone. Like, I was, those are things I was worried about. And then it kind of de- almost deterred me from not doing it. But I was fortunate enough to meet women um who already knew people there and so they could do that oh this is other everybody come on let's sit with us and so it was easy but then what about the person that doesn't know anybody and is just going straight into the you know the mosque but you know the thing is it's like with any space you go into it, it's uncomfortable it's going to be uncomfortable i would say mentally prepared to be uncomfortable um and and then tell yourself that like you're here to to learn and alhamdulillah allah will make it easy and then he'll provide you the support you need you know, like, it's almost like, you know, like, putting your backpack on your first day of school. You know, like, it's not always going to feel like the first day of school, you know? It's, uh, it's eventually going, you're going to make friends at the sandbox, and you're going to meet like-minded people, and it's going to get better. You just have to make that first step and be like, okay, it's first day, it's basically my first day of school in here. So let me just, like, go with the vibes, and then, inshallah, things will get better. Um, because at the here, end of the day... Let me throw you a challenge, then. Mm. What about people who don't have a masjid around them? Like oh, they just... okay. Oh, that's I have an answer for that. Um, if you let's say don't have a masjid, I think a lot. Actually, I would say a lot of people who probably there's a lot of people in the world who have masjids but don't go to the masjid and they learn their religion online. You know, like they have online classes. They have, which by the way, Alhamdulillah, since the global pandemic, not to say the global pandemic was a good thing, but meaning like what during a global pandemic, we were able, there was a lot of classes that came out of nowhere online, okay? Where there was like Tawheed classes, the Arabic classes for sisters, this for this. And there were so many Zoom classes going on for free too. So many all over the world. You could tap in. You you would join those classes. You do it, and then you're all of a sudden making friends with women all over the world, right? And then also like, um, we're in the era of the internet, so like all of my classes. I don't know about everybody else, but all my classes, university classes, are online, right? And so, and alhamdulillah, I thought it would deter me from like my educational experience or the the friendship building of it. It didn't. It didn't. As long as I was open to meeting new people and open to learning, then the experience still felt somewhat the same. So I would say, like, find an online community um, that you feel like you could join the Zoom classes. Alhamdulillah, Al-Huda is online. If you're thinking about learning Al-Huda, I would, I would definitely agree. I would recommend you start at Al-Huda, www.alhuda.com. They have online classes, um, and they're so organized, and you meet sisters all over the world. Oh my God, they're so organized. They even give you like a schedule and everything like that. So there's a resource out there. Even if you can't uh, find a masjid, um, you can find a masjid at home, like on the internet. <laughs> um, and uh, and you're not alone, right? And if you feel alone still, then, you know, listen to TDS. Listen to us. Like we with you in your ear, you know what I'm saying? We're here too, you know? Um, and we hear you and we see you, sis. Um, and you don't ever have to feel alone. You know, because we understand. We understand things are rough and things are tough. And um, and it's a really lonely time for a lot of people. 
Um, and yeah, and we're all just trying to get by. And I'm, I'm, we're hoping, me and we're hoping that like this podcast is helping a lot of women feel less lonely. Also, our next listener is Layla, and she writes, I'm a new listener from Minnesota, United States. Shout out to Minnesota. Woo! Shout out to Minnesota. Minnesota people. First of all, yes. Minnesota is, 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 is easily becoming one of my favorite cities in the United States of America. Um, <laughs> one piece of advice that I would love to share with you that has helped me on my current journey of rediscovering Islam for myself is to um, enroll in Islamic academic institutions, whether it's Duxi, University, Halaqas, basically circles of knowledge. Um, if you can find one in your area that is offered by or for a sister, that's even better. I can't stress how enough how impactful and beneficial the pursuit of knowledge is um, and the connections and friendships that can blossom between you and your peers from that shared experience of seeking that closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through studying the deen is extremely, and is extremely worth it. Know that whoever goes on this path of seeking knowledge of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will make easy for him a path to paradise. May Allah make, uh, make you of those whose path to paradise has been made easy for them. May you find comfort, peace, happiness in Islam. Ameen. That's Ameen. beautiful Ameen. Ameen. Yeah, find your crew. Find your clue, crew. You could have a halal girl mm, somewhere. Find your click. Find your click. Subhanallah, bruh. I found my <laughs> friend group. Yeah. I'm not I'm not really like a group person. Yeah. But I found my friend group when I went to a camp called El Isra here mm -hmm. at uh, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And uh Sky Blue Suwu. <laughs> oh no. Don't tell me that's your chant. Your 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 click chant. Don't tell me that. <laughs> that was it. It was Suwu Blue Ah. Uh, it was, it was, it's called Sky Blue. Yeah. Sky Blue. That's cute. Okay. That's really cute. You gotta say Suwu. Oh, that's I gotta a... say Sky Blue. Suwu. I gotta say it. Suwu. <laughs> she recruited us. Am I recruiting? Okay, basically, oh, all, all our, you're recruiting. All our friends call us a cult out here. But subhanAllah, <laughs> there was a, there was a, um, a camp that experience that they did, uh, and it was called Filling the Void. Mm. And they wanted, I think their intention was to talk about the void of sisterhood. Like, it's a hard, a lot of times masjids um do events for men and like you know basketball and like doing all the stuff come together you know that's it's, it's very common at least in my space uh in my city that's what we see a lot you know it's easier for men to organize and to organize activities for men um but like they were talking about this void of sisterhood and um um when we came together our our group subhanallah to this day it's been what three two years now we still meet up we still talk we still like we're in a group chat and i feel like subhanahu wa ta'ala you know if you make that intention of like saying okay i'm gonna spend it uh, I'm, I'm i'm taking this journey ya allah help me find people who will always keep me on the path towards you and you make that sincere dua Allah will bring you the best of best of friends, you know, the most spiciest, the kindest, the funniest people alive. And I think for me, 2020, like that was one of the du'as I just kept making. And then now look look who I'm friends with. I'm friends with Ada. <laughs> I'm friends with Hilal. Yep. People who are across an entire, I, I've never seen their faces in, uh, in real life. Yep. You know? we, never, we, never, we never seen each other, yeah. but we're friends. And I feel like every every year and every time i get uh, i find new people who inspire me and in, to grow in new ways but she's so right you will find people you love yes you will especially in the places of knowledge in places of like mm. worship places where people are like-minded of course like 
you know like of course like if you have any doubt in your mind let me distinguish it like you will find friends you know um definitely go where you're celebrated not where you're tolerated get me so the next uh listener um is, is well is listening from all the way from australia and her name is zainab um she says assalamu alaikum uh, sisters in islam a very important practical advice i'd give is creating your own sisterhood if there's none we lacked a space where I would I could go and link and link with sisters and enjoy good company, host halakhas, events, and activities for sisters. So I created one because we didn't have one in our local Somali mosque. Alhamdulillah, we're still strong since 2018. It is it's a safe place. I re-energize and recharge my iman. May Allah make it easy for the sisters who are yearning for having sisterhood. Inshallah, if you don't have one, make one. TDS is also here just for that. You're... You're right, sis. We definitely are here just for that. But I think that's incredible. Yeah. I think that's so incredible. Oh, wow. That's so yes, cool. Yes, yes. They created their own space. Yeah, yeah. They, no, this, she's from Australia. They they made their oh, own halaqa, their own Allah. space. Um, <gasps> They knew there was a gap and they made that space, bro. Like, that's so, oh, that's so cool. And I, and I love, like, when when people take the initiative to solve a problem. Um, and I love that. I love that so much. And and you get the barakah of every single person who joins and any good they do. Oh, my God. Just because you made it. You're racking like, you know? it. You're racking that, it. Oh, my God. That's the real billions, trillions out Yeah, that's the real, talk. like, bank account. Like, that's stack packed <laughs> hot. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Mashallah, tabarakallah. Yeah. Definitely. And I, and wow. I encourage that for the sisters that don't may, may not have halakas in their neighborhood or in their city. Make Start one. Why not? Start one. If you know a bunch of sisters and 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 you and you think we could you could use like a a, a sister circle, a, a support group, a halakha girl, do it. Link up. Do it. Don't let nobody else beat you. To yeah. The, to the khair. To the khair. Jump. To the khair. Don't be. Get to it. Yeah. Be yeah. in the race for it. Actually, be in the race. Yes. Definitely. Yes. So I love that. Jazakallah khair for that advice. Uh next uh listener is um is writing from all the way from sudan she says i know sudan i'm shocked right now i'm just gonna try not to fangirl right now um she says i'd like to tell her when you're on a journey towards becoming closer to allah you must learn about him first that's your foundation that's where the sweetness of all of its originators originations learn about him by learning about his attributes reading the quran and pondering over it Look into yourself and what's pondering over it. No, look, uh, look into yourself and what's around you, and you'll soon see realize his signs are everywhere. It'll be easier to obey him simply because you love him. Islam isn't about rules; it's about worshiping the one you love most, and the one who loves you most. Jazakallah khair. Wow, thank you, Allah. That's that's wow. so that's so beautifully written, and you're absolutely oh right. My God. <sighs> she she really did it. I always think, you know, these to simplify. Before, I used to think about God and and religion as something so complex, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like a whole thing I needed to fulfill and do all that. But actually, like the phrase that the Prophet ﷺ said, where it's like the deen is easy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's people who don't know that make it hard. Mm-hmm. The deen is really easy, and it's about like you know, I think about it. If you think about like if you're in a relationship with someone you love. So much. Actually, I'm going to do a shout out to Yasmin Mujahid's book, bro. Mm. Um, Yasmin Mujahid's book, Reclaim Your Heart. Mm-hmm. Amazing. 
amazing book. Just start by reading that book, to be honest. <laughs> so, I, I would say, because it really, in a, we live in a world that worships love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so many, so much times um, people don't understand that it, it was love that brought, that took the Sahaba from where the, the comfort they used to live to be a part of this, uh, um, this Islam. It started with love and it always ends with love. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the ultimate source of love. So if you truly understand that and you feel that in your heart, then your transformation is not going to be one that is forced. You know what I mean? It's, it's always remembering that who is, the, who is the being who loves you the most, right? Um, our, I feel like our place of peace, a place of happiness, is understanding and following voluntarily a source that loves us, you know? And so... Uh, think about it. I think honestly, you know, some people. I was talking with youngins about hijab, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, before we even talk about hijab and why you wear it and who you like, you know, the the physical aspect of it, what type of hijab? Just let's just talk about love. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Let's talk about love first. Foster that love and that relationship with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and she really truly captured it because, ooh, it's like if you start with love and you start to love Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, everything else becomes just enjoyable you know you're like wow i feel like i found the secret to life and that's why you know you know when you would hear about uh you know you ever heard about like you know the how the companions used to like stay awake for all the entire night about this one companion who got shot with an arrow and he Mm. was praying and he didn't like even flinch you know all these like stories of like what um ultimate piety looks like you know um whenever and it was never taught to me from the sense of like what is it actually that motivates them to be mm. that intense mm-hmm. about anything? That's you know the question. I mean? That was always the question and for me too. Yeah, I was like, okay, are they just like, are they just like that? Is it just who they are as characters, you know, yeah. um, as people? And it was like, no, it's actually love. It's the same thing you watch in movies that we all like, or books, and mm-hmm. that keeps us coming back. It's 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 really love that motivates people to do amazing things, you know. Yeah. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is the source of ultimate. Permanent love, permanent, unchanging love. Subhanallah, yeah. indeed. And that's what we all see. So our next, our next um, writer, she's uh, decided to keep herself anonymous, and we love that for her. Bismillah, she says, "Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh." Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. My sister, my dear sister in faith, I want to start off by saying the journey to finding contentment and steadfastness in Islam is one of a struggle. It is muffled in cries, heavy shoulders, a tired, hopeless heart. And for many of us like you, it is a lonely journey at times. But it doesn't always have to be like that. One of the ways in which you can start off this journey right, and, in, and, and it perhaps is the most important step, learn about you, your creator, learn about Allah, his beautiful names, lofty attributes. Take a, take a name day and reflect on it. If Allah is the sustainer, then why do I put my hopes and dreams in the hands of people? If Allah is the protector, then there is no person or thing in this world that can place fear in my heart. If Allah is the loving one, the one who's forgiving, then dear sister, what is stopping us from turning to him in our ease and our hardships? I know you know the answer, so just start. There was once a man with the most beautiful character and heart. Yet he was belittled, humiliated, mocked, and ignored. He cried for you, he cried for me, he cried for us all. 
He felt the emotions we all feel, sadness and fear and joy and all in between. In those days where you feel that no one understands you or you just want to hide away, take a copy of the biography of the Prophet When the moon split is a great introductory, one or the sealed nectar if you have it, and just read. I promise it'll answer so much for you and affirm so many things in your heart. Learn about Allah and His beloved Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Everything else will connect to that. Prayer, worship, your character, dealings with the people, the friends you make, the bonds you create, all of the ties to the capacity of our love for Allah and His Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So learn and read and act. You will receive the goodness. It may take years or you may only see it in the hereafter. But it will be worth all the tears and heartache. I promise you. Hold your, high, hold your head high, beloved. Yours truly, your sister in faith. Wow. <laughs> this was beautifully written. I'm going to shed a tear. Thank you. Thank you for coming to our podcast. That's the end of it. Jazakallah khair barakallah peek. It's a rap. It's a it's a it's a rap type of email. Like what oh you. What else do you need? What else is there to say? Really, um, and she said it so beautifully. Is that learn about Allah and His Messenger, and you'll get everything that you need. So yeah. even the parallels she describes of you know how the Prophet was treated, um, and yet he was um the one that cried for us all and prayed for us all and um. You just, you just, you feel that connection too, right? Um, oh, and and the beauty that this religion embodies in us, like, and it wants from us, you know. And it's just, it's so beautifully well said, you know. And uh, by the way, the the autobiography of the Prophet Sallam, the book, I, I read the sealed nectar. I didn't read the moon split. The sealed nectar is a bit thick, okay? It's a bit thick, and it's a little bit hard to read. So if you're a series, like if you're a heavy reader, then go ahead and by any means read that book. But When the Moon Splits is a way far better and more like easier to read or, or like reader friendly. Um, and yeah, I would I would definitely, definitely recommend reading the Prophet's autobiography. It is incredible. It I literally cried at the end. I was like, wow, I could I, if I couldn't read any other book after this, I would be OK. Inshallah. I do want to suggest a YouTuber. Mm. There's a YouTuber that I follow. Oh my God. I love, love how she, she really, um, okay. So I would, the thing is there was, I always used to think of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as a concept. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not as a person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I never actually thought about him having emotions and like feeling things, you know, I would read it, but it never really hit me. You know, it never really hit me like that. He was a person just like me who actually felt these things, these emotions, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I kind of thought of the Prophet as a concept, but like reading his actual like life story, relationships, yeah. life stories, you're shocked. You know, the, the, the things. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Okay. He really loved Khadija. Like, yeah, like, he wow, did. It was, was like love. Yeah. Like real love. <laughs> you know? It was like and real love. Real love. Yeah. It was like, oh my God. And then she really loved him too. Yeah. Like, I, was like, I was like, wow. Like learning about all of his relationships and how, uh, he interacted with everybody. It was really, I was like, wow. And then there was a video that, uh, this YouTuber, her name is, Aida Aslin, spelled A I D A A Z L I N. Okay, if you join her, she has like a little sister going on, and I love it. Mm. She has these Tuesday love letters that she sends. Mm. Um, uh, she sends an email to mm-hmm. oh, just an amazing individual. But she did one about the Prophet وسلم, and all of her videos just kind of talk about that character building of like 
the knowledge we learn as Muslims, uh, how do we like just put it in our daily life? And so if you're a visual person, I would say go there because really, she really um, sets you up with that God consciousness of how every single thing you do in your life um, uh, how you set up your day, how you, who you interact with, your relationships, everything. It's not luxury. It's more about her reflecting on her own life. That's what I love about it. She's reflecting on her own life and things that happened to her. And she's like, oh, I was thinking about this and I was thinking about that. And so uh, Aida Aslan, I hope I'm saying mm-hmm. that correctly, but go check out her YouTube channel and then also subscribe to her uh, Tuesday Love Letters because they're amazing not gonna lie i'm definitely gonna check her out i've never i've never heard of her her and even as an english speaker i really learned the dean as in arabic but as an english speaker it really hit my heart you know when when i see things in english Mm -hmm. so then that's that's what i love about it if you're english yeah Yeah, definitely so that's all emails you guys this is the beginner starting pack okay the autobiography Mm. (laughs) right international english translation okay um, the Mufti uh, Mig. yeah, uh, Mufti Mig or <laughs> all of their lectures. Okay, this is the friendly yes, start. Yes, mean <laughs> Muj- guys. Wow, we are giving reclaim your heart. Reclaim your heart. Reclaim so, your heart. We're, you know what? We're going to list all of the resources on our po- at mm-hmm. the end uh, at our description box, inshallah. But this is really like a, the starter pack. What you need to start mm-hmm. to start your journey, you know, um, and what and and what will help you spark that journey, and, and definitely these are these are really in. Jazakallah to all the sisters that emailed because you're reminding me about other than 2012. You know, you're taking me back. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My name is Ramla. I'm from Perth, Western Australia. Um, I just wanted to send this voice memo, um, in regards to the digital sisterhood um put aside the podcast for a moment i think the whole platform initially starting from instagram has been a place where muslim sisters around the world could feel as if they had a community feel connected feel inspired and motivated and that alone in itself has been such a had such a great impact on my life so for even starting the platform to begin with now to even discuss the podcast subhanallah there were so many moments throughout all the episodes that i felt so emotional that i had to stop for a moment it was a point of reflection i had to let the information seep in and after all of that to act um to try to implement what i learned from these beautiful amazing inspiring eloquent sisters and implement it into my daily life so I can be the best version of myself. Khairan to all the Digital Sisterhood team. A special shout out, of course, to Adar, the host. I genuinely pray that you starting this platform and initiative is a means for your entry into Jannah because as much as I think I told you and I know numerous sisters have already spoke or did tell you that, that your platform and your podcast has genuinely changed us for the better. Even if it's a small habit that I picked up because of the, plat- the platform that you created, I genuinely pray that any khayr that comes out of this, any khayr that I do in my life, inspired by the podcast and inspired by your platform, goes into your balance of hasanat. And I pray.
pray that your status is elevated in this life and the hereafter. I pray that all everyone again involved in digital, the listeners, the people that are, are part of the team, I pray that we are all united, not, if not in this life, in the hereafter. Sorry for my rambling. Um, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So, Muna, I would like you to help me close this episode off. Do you know? Do you know? Do you remember what I used to say every outro? This episode is brought to you by. <laughs> Bro, I edit these uh, these episodes so much. How do I know? <laughs> okay, okay. Like, you, you, uh, uh, every time I do a pause, you fill it out. Okay, this okay. episode is brought to you by Beautiful Light Studios. <laughs> Um, I'd like to give a shout out to our Patreon members who signed on as executive producers. Their names are Fatima and Halim Gale. Jazakallah khair for helping us produce these episodes. Um, yeah, and I really hope everyone really loved this episode. And to the sister that inspired this podcast, I really hope that you found this episode extremely beneficial and uh, practical and all of the above. And it really is like a love letter from me, Muna, the TDS Global Sisterhood to you and to anybody who is wondering what they do next or where they should start or where they should go. Like, I hope this is all for you guys. And I, me and Muna are just like giving you an air hug, bear hug. Just, bear hug, hug, bear hug. Bear hug, inshallah. <laughs> so you'll see <laughs> us next week again, same time, same place. Um other than your ears in your speakers uh, telling you what Muna? telling you a good story telling you a good story <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right thank you jonathan thank you jonathan <laughs>